So the big question is this, how do young men like us who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow? That is the question, and this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski, and welcome to the Ascend Momentum Show. Welcome back, everyone. All right, we got a few things. First, uh, a couple weeks ago, I discovered this thing called the Gateway Process, and I experienced, I practiced my first meditation using the gateway process last night and my second one this morning. So I bought the wave one disc, which is like, or the wave one packet, which is three discs and six like recordings. And so far I did the first two recordings. So I've only completed the first two discs or the first disc actually. And I, the first recording on that disc I did, and I was able to do it all. And it was about getting into focus three, which is just like unified brain and mind. And I feel as though I was able to get into that. And then the second recording I did this morning, but unfortunately I was not able to get into focus 10, but it is... It's okay because that was only my first, it was my first attempt at it, basically. And I've heard that it takes, you probably won't get a first try. And I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to it because I'm learning a lot of, about it. And there's this, one of the exercises that we do before we even start trying to get into Focus 10 is called your energy conversion box, I'm pretty sure it's called. And it's basically a box that is like in your brain. So you imagine a box for me, like it can be any form. It could be like a box. It could be a chest. It could be anything. And for me, what I'm most comfortable with, since I used to play a lot of Minecraft, I am using a chest as my box. And so basically what you do is you visualize the box and then you like place all of your worries, anxieties, fears, all of your material, like material things inside of the box. And also what you can do is you can place your expectations in the box. And what I do is I place my impatience in the box. And what that allows me to do is it basically is a mindset shift. Every single time I catch myself like becoming impatient, I remind myself that I put impatience in the box. And it's like, it's so much better I found than not putting it in the box because I'm able to catch myself like every single time right away when I'm impatient. It's this weird like cue that happens in my mind. So that's a very valuable exercise that I have uh, discovered in the gateway process. And honestly, I might start doing it throughout the day. And then another thing is, I'm pretty sure it's called resonant tuning, where it's basically you breathe in with your eyes open and you imagine all of the energy flowing up your body and then into your brain and you hold your breath and like flow, like, swish it around your brain and then you close your eyes open your mouth and do like the i forgot what it was called but you know how in meditation some like this classical meditation is like om om like that thing uh i know like i've heard that word before i i forgot what it was called though i'm just blanking on the name of what it's called but it's that and you basically once you exhale you like go oh like and on the recording they actually play 
like that those noises and so you can like align you can like synchronize your tone and become into the like unify the tones i don't even know there's like this you know how when two people are singing the same tone they're oh in harmony you can harmonize with it so that's pretty much that and that exercise like even just practicing that i just discovered this or last night that you're actually supposed to use that I'm pretty sure it's like the, where you go, Oh, you're supposed to actually use that during that exercise. And also you breathe in and then breathe out with that. Like, Oh, I'm sorry. I, I don't remember what it's called. I, I, I wish I could like not say Oh, every time, but you basically breathe in and then out and then you breathe normal. And then like a couple seconds later, maybe like 10 seconds later, you're supposed to do it again. And so that's like before I was breathing in, out, in, out, like I was constantly flowing my energy in and out, which may or may not be good. I don't know. But I found that over the past like week or so, when I first discovered this like breathing or not breathing, but first discovered this like deep meditation i've been practicing that resonant tuning where you like flow the energy and feel all the energy go throughout your body and so i've gotten a decent amount of practice with that and last night was the first time i actually did it with the hemi sync which is basically just the noise that they play to unify your your left side and the right side of the mind and I am able to actually like feel my energy throughout the day now. Like I I have to like look for it. Like I don't just feel it naturally. I still have to like, like focus on my hands. So I'm able to like, right now I can feel my hands and I can feel the energy flowing through my hands. And I actually have started doing that like throughout the day where whenever I'm like walking the halls or doing something, I always just focus my attention on my energy in my hands. And I kind of just like feel the energy in my hands flowing through it. And that's like a cool thing to do to just keep you mindful, keep you grounded. Plus you can remind you, like you can remember the energy and give your energy, your attention to increase your energy as well. But there's also another thing that I learned. So I'm not sure if I actually learned this. I'm okay. I'm pretty sure I originally discovered this in Transurfing, the book Reality Transurfing. And it's basically for context, there is a exercise that you can do that I learned in Transurfing where you basically activate your fountains. That's what it's called. Like, that's what I like to call it. And all you do is imagine like two lines, like two tunnels of energy flowing up and down your spine and then up into the sky and down into the floor. And then you imagine them making a fountain shape. So, You know, like a fountain that you would see where the water shoots up into the sky and it disperses in all directions. That is basically energy. So you imagine your energy flowing up your body all the way up into the sky and then it like disperses into a fountain. And then you imagine your, the other stream go down your body, down into the ground and then disperses in an opposite fountain. And then they both like, both the fountains connect in the like center area of your body. And so you're basically surrounded by a sphere of energy. And that, uh, that exercise I do fairly often. And there's also this other thing that I'm pretty sure Vadim Zahn talked about it later on in his book where it's basically if you want to 
like this. I don't know if he was doing it for an experiment or did it just to test it out, but it's basically you activate your fountain and then you imagine that sphere of energy enlarging so much to where it like engulfs all of your surroundings and like the people around you. So if you're near people, like let's say you're talking in a group and you're just like all in a circle, fairly close together. And then you turn on, you activate your fountains and then imagine your, your sphere of energy expanding to engulf the entire group inside of it. And then I'm pretty sure he, that was it, but maybe he said to pop it, but I definitely, I don't know where I learned it. It was either from Fathom Zone on Reality Transurfing or from the Hemisync on the gateway process. But there's this exercise that I did today in the uh, at school where I would basically, we were all sitting in the auditorium. And so I would just imagine my fountains. I'd activate my fountains. And then imagine my sphere of energy enlarging so much. And then I would pop it. And then all of that energy would just flow on everyone else. And I did that a few times. And then the last time I did it, I imagined it getting so big that it like took up the entire auditorium. And now I'm at the moment, I didn't really know if it did anything because what Vadim Zahn said is people will kind of subconsciously treat you better and they'll like sense your power. And so I didn't really notice anything. And then I left because it was a half day today for everyone because we had like an in-school field trip where all of the seniors were in the auditorium. And so we, everyone was leaving and I was walking out to my bike and I was at my bike and on my way out, like this, a bunch of people were saying hi to me. Like a lot of the people usually say hi to me, but this time just felt different. And I, I had forgotten about the fact that I had my, like I was just enveloping, engulfing everyone in energy. So I'd forgotten about that. I was just like, oh, people are just extra friendly today. And then once I got to the, my, my bike, like this one guy, which who I'm, I usually say hi to, that was no surprise that he said hi to me, but he was walking next to someone. He was walking with someone who... I didn't really know and we never really said hi to each other but I knew his name and he knew my name and a lot of times I would see the two walking together and I'd only say hi to the one that actually said hi to me today and then the other would never say hi to me and I'd never say hi to him but today was different both of them said hi like first the first person said hi and then the second person said hi and and then I said hi back and like I was like oh wow and then this one girl like walking behind them uh, a little ways behind them said hi to me and smiled and I was like wow like people are way more friendly than usual and then when I got on my bike and started leaving like two more people were saying hi and when I was like, so I was like, wow, that's awesome. And I actually got on my bike and I had a flat tire. Like my bike popped or the tire popped. So I had to walk it all the way home, which was like a two mile walk, which I was like, I'm following the principle of coordinating intention. So I like didn't get mad at it. I was actually like, oh, nice. Now I get to walk. Like I, I had a genuine grateful attitude of the fact that my bike tire popped because that's the coordinated intention principle. Basically, every time you come across an event, anytime an event happens, you're at a crossroads. You can either take a negative path or a positive path. And the way you choose is your relationship to that event. So when my bike tire popped, I could either take a negative path or a positive path. And the way I chose was by interpreting it as a positive of the fact that I got to walk home. And so I was walking home and literally every single person that I walked by, like said hi to me and like 
was very excited, like happy to see me. So this stuff actually works. Like usually people say hi to me, but not at this rate. Like a lot of times people just walk past. And so that was awesome. And that is definitely something that I'm going to continue doing, the energy exercises, because on a subconscious level, they're basically feeding off of the energy that you're overflowing. And they're like thanking you for it because they like no one gives out free energy unless you're like overflowing with it. And so that's basically what, and it's better. Like I'm getting more benefit off of them consuming that extra energy from me than keeping it myself because that's basically what Adam Zellin said. And I agree because basically they're going to treat me better. So I'm actually going to be on a better lifelines. And also like that energy would have just gone to waste. It would have just dispersed or returned back to the cosmos. I don't know what energy does when it's like flowed through. But that's pretty much like that story about the energy. And another thing I wanted to touch on is the importance of being of presence, like your presence and your focus levels. So for context, I had been meditating for maybe one or two years. I don't know how long. Like maybe I started in like sophomore or junior year. I don't know. I'm in the beginning of senior year right now, but I had been meditating at the gym after the, I would like a year ago, I would meditate after the gym at the gym. And so I kind of tied my meditation to the gym and didn't meditate elsewhere. And so as a result, I was pretty fairly consistent at meditating, but there was many days where I missed and also the meditation was not deep. It was like just like a three minute meditation. And since I was in the middle of the gym, there was a lot of distractions. So it probably wasn't the greatest kind of environment to meditate in, but at least I did it. And then I kind of stopped meditating until I saw a Hamza video back when I was watching YouTube. And in that video, he talked about the importance of his focus. Like it was like an hour and a half long video and he was recording it unedited and he was in the zone like right off the bat, the entire video. And he never lost his focus once, even though there was distractions like there was someone knocking on the door at, at his house and he definitely knew and he was still in the zone. He did not lose focus. And so I realized like, wow, that is focus is so important and meditation is so important because that's how you get focus. And he would like meditation allows you to get into the zone way easy, way easier and more common and for longer. And so he was basically teaching the importance of meditating. And he said that meditating, like don't meditate, or I mean do meditate, but he basically said the only way you're going to become consistent at meditating is to add it to your morning routine. And that was my issue. I wasn't consistent at meditating because I, I connected it to the gym. But if I just connect it, if I add it to my morning routine, then I'm basically going to do it every single day with no fail. And that's what I've done. Actually, I've been meditating consistently every single day for the past, like two months, maybe two or three months. And that is like in the, like <clears throat> a couple weeks in, I was thinking, okay, when am I going to get the focus level that he has? But I remember him saying that he's been meditating every single day for like, I don't know what number he said, but for, for simplistic sake, let's just say he's been meditating every single day for a year. And so I had been meditating for a few weeks at that point. And I was like, when am I going to get his focus level? And then I kind of just forgot about it and then just locked in and just meditated every day. And I didn't realize like 
the benefits that I got. Like I didn't actually see it until today. Now for context again, today I, we were, all the seniors were in the auditorium. And so I was sitting with a few of my friends and none of my friends meditate. That's the context. And they're like, they all go on their phones. Well, none of my school friends meditate basically. And they're all on their phones a lot, but that's context. So one would assume that their mind is like scattered, but this was not on the top of my head. And I was like, I was sitting in the auditorium and my focus was immense. Like I was just extremely locked. I was locked into the speaker and I was focused. And then halfway through, I noticed that my friend was like restless the entire time. Like he was like moving around a lot. And it made me think like, wow, I'm like, my mind is, I've actually made a lot of progress because I would have been restless a couple months ago. And I would have not been able to f- keep my focus for this long a couple months ago. But now I can actually, I'm actually like extremely focused now. And I'm not where I want to be yet, but I'm definitely making progress. And today was a very good like refresher. And maybe you guys will be able to see like it in my episodes, like towards the beginning of the ep- uh, of the like the first few episodes, I'm sure I was not very focused. And I actually remember one of the episodes a couple weeks ago, I actually, I think it was my worst episode yet. And I had so low energy and I was basically like yawning the whole time. And I didn't know what to say. And I'm pretty sure if you looked back on that episode, now I don't remember exactly what episode it was, but if you were to look back on that episode, you'd be able to tell like the difference of my focus levels. And one of the things that I was doing during that episode, I was literally surfing the web. I was like looking things up. I I think that episode I was looking up like places to stay in Hawaii. Like that is like, that is so bad for your focus. And after that episode, I realized like that is one of the biggest reasons why I was, that was such a bad episode because I was literally like looking things up and I'm pretty sure I did it again in the following few episodes until one day I like decided not to look anything up, not to use my computer at all. And now I basically just stare at a fan or stare at something because my computer is on the whole time. Like back in my early episodes, I was using a voice recorder, which is not connected to the computer. It was just like a, a mobile like voice recorder. And so I just recorded on that and I turned off my monitor of my computer so I wouldn't get distracted. But now my computer is on because I'm record. I have a microphone that's connected to my PC. So I'm actually like recording through my computer. So it's on with the recording software pulled up. And so it's like, it is stuff to look at. Like every once in a while I peek at like how much time has been left, like how much time has been spent and how much time is left. And I'm sure that definitely like reduces my focus and reduces my flow. And I'm actually starting to become, I actually just now became conscious of that while I'm saying that, that I'm, I'm pretty sure checking the time reduces, like lowers my flow. But now, like, basically what I like to do is I just stare at something, like, or I just look in, like, a general direction and not look at anything particular. Like, right now, I'm, I always record in my basement, and so right now I'm basically just looking in the direction of, like, the stairs and my dad's desk and, like, this fan. But I'm not really noting anything particular. I'm just looking in that direction and just focusing entirely on like speaking and what I'm saying. And that is basically what I saw Hamza doing a couple months ago when I saw that video before I had even gotten into consistent meditation. And he was bas- he was just talking like he was in the zone and nothing broke his zone. He was in the zone for like an hour and a half. And he had actually said that that was like the, 
sixth video he recorded or something like that. Like he had recorded like four videos already, all like hour long videos. And so the fact that he was able to stay in the zone for like four hours straight, looking back on it, that's really inspiring because I'm probably not even at one hour straight yet. Like I'm, st- I'm not able to like fully stay in the zone and fully like only talk. Like there's a lot of times like throughout my episodes, I'm always like saying, let me get some water real quick because one, my throat is like dry. Like right now my throat is starting to get dry. So I'm probably going to get some water anyways. But two, a lot of the times I use that as a, like a crutch kind of for a few to buy a few seconds to think about something like think of something to say and usually that is just enough to come up with something to start talking and that's basically like where I'm at so I think that I've been in the zone for like the past 20 minutes maybe but I'm I'm starting to lose focus and so meditation is extremely beneficial for that. And now that I've done the hemi-sync, like, like, okay, the gateway process, the gateway experience, those waves, like, they're, they made those tapes because they made them specifically to allow you to get into deeper meditation that you wouldn't have been able to get otherwise so quickly. Like, you would have been able to get in that meditation, but it would have taken years of practice. And these tapes basically play noises in your brain. Like they're, they're, it's hemi-sync. So they basically play like two different sounds, one sound in the right side and then one sound in the left ear and they combine it. So like they're playing these sounds at the same time and it produces like a third noise basically because it's like, I don't even know how it works, but it's basically you're hearing a noise in your left ear and then a different noise in your right ear. And then that as a result produces like a third noise. I don't even know how it works, but basically it unifies your brain. Like there was a picture on the, the guidebook that they like added that, that they had in the, in the wave one packet with the three CDs in it. And there's a picture on the guidebook where it was basically like a brain scan. And there was one brain scan with no hemi-sync and a brain scan with hemi-sync. And basically the no hemi-sync was kind of just like the normal brain. It was like, it showed like they had colors to represent like your wavelengths. And so it was kind of like scattered. The brain was kind of like unorganized. But then with Hemisync, the brain was like organized and it was like uniform and it was united. It was all like the left side and the right side were united. And I could definitely tell something was up last night and this morning. Like the first time I got into Hemisync, I don't know if it was placebo or like just the pure excitement, but I definitely felt something like my focus was definitely enhanced with this Hemisync. And so I've only done two sessions of it and I've heard like great things from people practicing it consistently over time. Because right now, since I have never done hemisync before, and I've never really meditated consistently for too long, my brain is not united. Like my left side and the right side of my mind are not united. But hemisync will work towards uniting it. Like the more I practice this hem- with this hemisync technology it will like unify my left and right side of my brain and I'll just become more of an optimal human being. And there's this metaphor that I was using over the past two episodes where basically if you tried to bike, so imagine a bicycle has two two wheels. Imagine if one wheel was tilted to the left and then the other, the front wheel was tilted to the right. Like that just wouldn't work. But that's basically what happens. That's basically our minds right now because they're not united, especially with like 
the advent of social media and the internet and all this information that's at our fingertips. Our minds are like divided. But with the hemi-sync, and also you can just do this with like normal meditation or just like mindfulness, I'm pretty sure. You can do this, but hemi-sync is like the most effective way and the most time-efficient way to train and like to realign your two wheels, like realign the front and the back tires of your bicycle. And this metaphor I'm using, a bicycle is a brain. So it's basically, hemi-sync is realigning your brain to how it should work properly. And so right now I'm 17, I'm almost 18. Well, actually, no, I am 18 as of the time you guys will hear this. But as of recording, I'm not 18. But I... Basically, I've lived 17 years of my life with a broken bicycle. Basically, my my bike was tilted. The wheels were tilted in opposite directions. So if I've lived 17 years of my life with a broken bicycle and I've gone gotten this far, imagine how far I'll get once I like unify my bicycle and actually make it working optimally and effectively. So that's basically like where I'm at right now. And I find that hemi-sync is a huge, like it'll actually help train that a lot. Let me get some water. All right. So there is this one thing that I was talking about or there's this one thing I wanted to talk about, which to be honest, I had completely just forgotten what it was. I just slipped my mind, but I'm kind of just hoping it comes to me. And there's while I'm talking about, or while I'm waiting for it to come back, I actually just remembered this huge, like this really important exercise that actually relates to what I need right now. And in the hemi-sync packet, and also in the first CD, they talked about this, or it was either the first or the second CD. But basically, if in like waking consciousness, like throughout the day, if you need to remember something, place all of your fingers of your right hand on your forehead and try and remember, try and like, and then anything that you like desire to remember will come to you. And they said like the more you use this, like the more practice you have with this, the more effective and the more often and the quicker the results will be. So I have not, I haven't reminded myself of what I was about to talk about, but that's basically, wait, I feel it on the tip of my tongue. I don't know. Uh, But that's basically like the exercise that, they talked about that may or may not work, but I'm going to test it out over the following days. And once I like get good at it, hopefully I'll be able to use it very well. But that hemi-sync, I'm really like looking forward to it. And it actually took like one or two weeks. It almost took a week to get here. And so I'm thinking maybe I should just go ahead and buy wave two if it's just going to take a week. Cause then by the time wave two gets here, I'll pretty much be ready to move on or else if I just waited until I was ready to move on, I'd have to wait like a whole nother week. But then again, it wouldn't be too bad because I'd be able to get a lot more practice with wave one. Because wave one is all about focus 10, and I haven't even achieved focus 10 yet. And then wave two is about focus 12. And fo- you had to get into focus 10 to be able to get into focus 12. So that's basically that. But there's this one thing that I was thinking of. It is extremely, like, the, the trait or the ability to throw out your worldview is so great. That's what I learned in transurfing to be able to throw out my worldview. Because if I wasn't able to throw out my worldview, 
I would not have even believed this gateway process stuff because this gateway process is like just out of my worldview, but it's starting to become incorporated into it. If I were to have learned about this gateway process one year ago, I thought I would have just thought, oh, this is like some weird mystical stuff. And it's like probably not true. But now I definitely know that it's true. And I'm just walking forward to achieving the goal. And I'm like, This thing that I was trying to remember to talk about is on the tip of my tongue, but I just lost it. So I remembered to get it once I grabbed my water bottle a couple minutes ago, and then I lost it when I was drinking the water. So I'm going to try and recreate that process. So let me get some water. Nope, it didn't come back, but I did think of this one thing while I was doing that. Um, Expectations. So this is one of the things that if you impose your expectations on like these practices or on other people, then that is like negative and that's bad because if you impose your expectations on... All right, actually, let me start with this. The gateway process, like all these meditations, it is it's it will negatively affect you if you have expectations towards achieving certain results with the gateway process. Like if you have expectations to have a certain experience, they say just drop your expectations <clears throat> and just allow whatever experience you have and just accept the fact that whatever experience you experienced was your experience and it was supposed to happen as is and don't try and like manipulate anything just let it happen and that's i think that i when i was doing that water bottle a couple moments ago i had an expectation that i was going to recall that that thing that i was trying to talk about but i didn't Or I did have an expectation and I wasn't able to recall it. So drop the expectation, but I'm pretty sure that I remember hearing, like my friend said that, Adam Zellin said that you should have expectations for things to improve in the future, like for your life to improve. Excuse me. So that is probably... I don't know. I ha- I'll have to get into that, but the reality transurfing book, that book is definitely like it has everything. And I was just like thinking about this. It's got everything in it. Like that book has a lot of the principles from expert secrets it's got a lot of the principles from dale carnegie's how to win friends and influence others it's got a lot of the principles from david died as the way of the spirit man and it's got much much more like that book has like five different books combined in it well yeah it is five books combined of five of adam zellin's books like of transurfing one transurfing two three four five but it's got like the content of like five completely different books, like how to win friends and David, like the way the spirit man and expert secrets are arguably completely different books, even though they all have a common, like they all have a common principle amongst them all. And that, that is transurfing. And just reading it this morning, I'm extremely grateful that I have this book and I learned about this book because it was like the way I discovered it, I really just shouldn't have learned it. Like the circumstances of me having discovered that book, the odds were extremely low for me to have actually gone through with buying the book and actually thinking about it. Because at the time I was watching a lot of YouTube shorts and I was seeing a lot of book recommendations that I would just like swipe by. But this one particular video, it was just like a dude that 
like asked Iman Gatsi if he had any like what he's studying right now. And then Iman Gatsi just said like trans reality transurfing. And then that was the video. That's it. And then like I was like destined or not destined, but I was like on any other video like that, I would have just swiped by. But for some reason, I actually like looked up that book and actually like bought it, even though it was like $60. So I bought it and then I actually read it, which was crazy because at the time, the longest book I'd ever read was probably like 250 pages. And I thought that was a long book. And this book was three times that. It was 750 pages long. And I didn't even read it all the way through the first time. I got like 200 pages in and then switched books. And then I read it all back after that. But but I read it very quickly. And to, like this time, I started reading it like a long time ago. I think it was like... August 1st or June, July, maybe July 1st or August 1st. I don't know. And well, actually, no, I started studying on the first, which was probably August 1st. So it's been like a month and a half since I started studying. And the first page that I started studying was 63. So I'd probably read for a few days before that. So it's been like a month and a half of just reading only transurfing every single day. And towards the, like in the first half of the book, I would read like, no, for the first like quarter, I was reading like three pages a day, maybe, maybe two pages a day. And then I started to ramp things up once I realized that Funnel Hacking Live was around the corner and I wanted to finish transurfing before that so that I can switch to the linchpin during Funnel Hacking Live. So I like calculated the amount of pages I had to read every single day if I wanted to be done by Funnel Hacking Live. And it was like 15. And then now if I calculated it again, I think it's probably around 20. So I got, I basically am trying to finish it before... I'm trying to finish it in like... 12 days and I'm on like page 550 yeah 550 and there so I basically have 200 pages left wait is that right because I remember this morning saying 250 I don't know let's just say 250 pages left divided by 12 that's probably like 18 around there. So I, I think I'm on the right track. But that's pretty much where I'm at with that. And I'm definitely going to be maintaining my my meditations because I'm my goal, well I'm not going to create a goal right now, but my ideal plan that my brain is making right now is to be able to get focus, at least focus 10 by the time Funnel Hacking Live comes around. So I want to be able to get focus 10 in like before, like within 12 days and be able to get it consistently. Excuse me. I want to be able to get focus 10, which is the first level of deep meditation. Well, focus three is technically, but the first like level uh like that is basically where you're, it's mind awake body asleep it's basically where your body is asleep like during the nighttime your body is asleep it's like paralyzed um but if you were to just if your mind was awake then that would be you'd be in the focus 10 state so it's basically when your body is paralyzed but your mind is wide awake and i want to do that on the plane ride to florida and on the way home because I'm going to bring my CD player and headphones with me on my carry-on and meditate on the way there and then read the linchpin as well afterwards. 
And I think that would be a great way to kind of like use the plane ride. Because I'll basically be able, oh, that would be insane. I just thought of this one thing. So there's this thing called an out-of-body experience. It's real, by the way. And a couple months ago, I did not think it was real, but now I know it's real. And I'm gonna, I'm practicing to actually be able to achieve one. But <clears throat> that's not really my goal right now. But it's like my longer term goal with meditation to be able to achieve out of body experience at will. Like people are able to get out of body experiences like consistently whenever they want through meditation. And I just thought of something because when you have an out of body experience, your soul, your soul basically like leaves your body and then you can like fly around the world. And so I just imagined what it would be like to have an out of body experience in a plane. So while you're flying, have an out of body experience. I don't even know how that would work because you're moving in the air. So if you just have your out of body experience like right there, then when you leave your body, will you just instantly fly behind like, all right, so since you're moving, will, and you leave your body, will you stay in the plane or will you like get pushed out of the plane because you're still and the plane is moving? I don't know if I'm explaining this right. So imagine you're in a plane and the reason why you're moving, you're still like you're moving hundreds of miles per hour on the plane because you're like grounded to it. And you're kind of like attached to it. So imagine what would happen if you were like, you just turned into a ghost. Do you think that you would stay in the plane or would you like stay in that location like that, like location where you're at? But since the plane is moving, the plane would just fly fl straight through you. And then you'd stay in that same spot. I wonder how that would work with an out-of-body experience. That would be a, very interesting to experience because if you could have an out-of-body experience while on a plane ride you could like if you could make it last the entire plane ride you could just sleep through the whole plane and then fly with the plane on the side of it the entire ride for like four hours or two hours or however long the plane is the ride is you could just like fly near it that would be so sick but the, the I hope that you guys don't get too uh, like weirded out by this because honestly, this stuff is starting to become normal to me. Like I, I'm when I first learned about this a couple of weeks ago, I was like, I was kind of like weird. It, it felt weird, but like this stuff is starting to come normal to me, to where I I like I'm starting to genuinely believe that it's real, and. It's just simply takes practice to be able to get it. So I'll get it. And with once I get it, I'll like tell you guys my stories and experiences on that. But that's another thing that I remember this morning. I, during my medicine ball balancing uh, time. Oh, and I also have another thing to say about breathing. Um, so during my balancing ball, balancing 10 minutes every day I, I do this morning i only did like five minutes because this every single time i get on my balance was just terrible this morning for some reason i was like falling off the ball every single time so i just cut it short and just like cut my losses and but this morning i actually added a new thing to my morning routine which kind of extends my morning like 20 minutes well actually i added two things so the one thing extends it like 10 minutes but the other thing extends it like 15 minutes maybe so the first thing i added was i after my shower before i start cooking food this is at like 4 20 in the morning i after my shower i go outside and walk around the block and it's just like a 10 minute walk. And 
the reason why I'm doing that is because for the past couple of weeks, I've been trying to basically improve my breathing and fix my breathing because that is one of the biggest health things that I'm not doing. And once you fix your breathing, your health will be like way better and your energy levels will be better and your awareness will be like really good. And that is like, that's the big reason why I'm really focusing on this is because of the awareness and the awareness is like really good for transurfing as well. And that is basically where I'm at with that. And for the past couple of weeks, I've been trying to do it, but I, w- I w- like my bolt score. I've been tracking it for th- for a decent amount of time. I have this sheet of paper right next to my bed that I just write it down every single morning. And the bolt score, by the way, is a means of tracking how healthy your breathing is. And you want 40 seconds at least. But for me, my bolt score is like six seconds this morning. And it got up to 19 and then it lo- went down. And that just shows me that I'm not consistent in my breathing. And the only way to become consistent, or not the only way, but what I've been talking about in my podcast like a lot over the past couple weeks, not like over the, the, a couple weeks ago, I was talking about this a lot. And I'm pretty sure there's some episode called like consistency is key or something like that. And I, it's because if you want to become consistent, just add it to your routine, add it to your morning routine or nighttime routine. And that's what I've been doing with my medicine ball balancing with like breathe, breath work, um, through a straw, like many different things. But the one most important thing that I needed to improve on my breathing, I didn't add to my morning routine. So I changed that this morning and I added a 10 minute walk into my morning routine where I basically walk around my block at four in the morning. It's like pitch blackout, but we have, I live in like the city. So we live, we've got like street lights so I can see, but I walk around and I do a nose unblocking exercise where it's basically you breathe in and out normally. And then you, on the, after the exhale, you hold your breath. So you have like no oxygen in your lungs, basically you hold your breath and then you just start walking. And however you count the paces, my record is like 61. I think I was able to walk 61 paces and once you have a strong, you walk until you have a strong urge to breathe and then you breathe in through your nose. Like you only breathe in through your nose and then you try and calm and control your breathing like instantly, right? Or like right away. Like don't lose your, don't get your breathing out of control. And so I did that this morning, mindful, uh, mind you, my record was 61 steps this morning, my I could only get 30 steps. So that just shows that I lost a lot of my progress. But now that it's in my routine, I'm as long as I just do this and follow my routine every day, I'm basically guaranteed success. And so I, I my original intention was to do eight of those eight sets. So one set is just one exercise, like 30 steps or 40, however much you can do. And my original intention was to do eight, but this morning I could only do seven. And that's probably because I walked like my resting. I would walk like one or two minutes to rest my like lungs to like recollect my breath. But this morning I'm probably, or tomorrow morning, I'm probably going to try and hit eight by like pushing myself harder and further by resting a little bit less. So that's basically what I'm doing with that to increase my bolt score and to make my breathing way better. Let me get some water. So I have been eating very healthy for the past couple, like pretty much all of 2023. Yeah, for all of 2023, I've been eating healthy. 
In January, I read my first book on diet, which was called The China Study. And then I was vegan from like January until March, pretty much. I was vegan for like three months, I think. And then I switched back to eating meat um, after I read Estro Generation. And now I'm pretty much, I learned a lot more and I learned about seed oils. So pretty much for the past couple of months, like for since like the beginning of summer is when I started cutting out seed oils, I've been extremely healthy. And my, my diet has been very good for the past couple of months. And even when I'm on vacation and going and traveling, I make sure to maintain my diet. And a lot of times I like to bring my cast iron skillet. Yeah, I use a cast iron because a nonstick pan is really bad for your health. And I use a cast iron skillet. And a lot of times I just bring it with me to vacation or like out of town when I'm going to like my grandma's house. And so when I'm going to Funnel Hacking Live, like in by the time this posts, it'll be in like five days. So I think on, okay, so on the 26th is when I'm going. I'm going from the 26th until the 1st. So I'm going to be gone for like five days and that's like five days of eating. And we made my friend booked a hotel that is, that has a, like a kitchen inside of the room, which is awesome. And we have a stove, like a stove top in the, in our hotel room. So I'm definitely going to be bringing my cast iron and cooking like my food in there that's amazing for me but that trip is gonna be awesome we're me and my friend are basically going to florida to learn from a dude we've been studying like pretty much all of summer and i stopped studying him a couple weeks back because i wanted to i was spreading myself too thin reading transurfing and expert secrets so, but I've read all of his stuff except for the linchpin. And honestly, like he has changed the game for me. Like I'm very grateful. I was talking to my friend about this the other day. I'm extremely grateful about finding the right books to read about entrepreneurship. Like the first book that I read about entrepreneurship was Dotcom Secrets. Well, not necessarily entrepreneurship, but the first book that I read about business, like actual strategic thinking about business, because I read the Millionaire Fastlane and Unscripted, which I wouldn't say is business really. I mean, it is business. Actually, yeah, it is business, but it's not really like, it's just like general strategies and but dotcom secrets is like actual tactics and so i that was i'm so grateful that that was the first book that i read about actual tactics and business tactics because that changed the game for me like i'm so grateful that i got introduced into business like that and not like old methods that don't work anymore or some something that everyone is able to do and just thinking about business through the lens of funnels and value ladder and just all of the things that he teaches it's just so it's so like it's exactly what i needed to learn and plus expert secrets and traffic secrets really allowed me to learn a lot and honestly I, i'm not really applying too much of it like i canceled my click subscription and I haven't had a ClickFunnels su subscription for like at least a month now. And that's just because I don't want to pay money because I'm not using it yet. But definitely, I foresee in the near future, I'm going to get ClickFunnels again and actually start like legitimately running a business. Because right now, the only thing for business that I'm actually doing 
is the podcast, which is, don't get me wrong, that's extremely beneficial. And it's like exactly what I need to be doing, but it's not making money yet. And that's pretty much where I'm at right now in my business. And that's that's it for the episode. So to wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to remember the Eagles.